Welcome, adjudicators, to another episode of Disputed, where two fictional characters go head to head, armed with only their advocates, and you will decide the outcome. Everything is disputed. I will decide the outcome. I get to decide. Mm. The general you. The general you. I was just a corporal you. (laughs) Actually, I was a specialist. Uh, How you doing, my man? I am well. Life treats me pretty well. uh, You know, we roll with the punches, and uh, I get to do things like this to keep things uh, level, balanced, if you will. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I need, I need some balance and uh, now I'm off work until uh, the 21st. I go back to work. I take, I like to take off uh, Veterans Day uh, and my birthday week. So, because I was a veteran. So happy, uh, I will, uh, happy Veterans Day to all my service siblings out there. I uh, hope everybody's doing good. Uh, if you're not, you, uh, and you need to talk. You can always reach out. Uh, I, me, uh, Renee Encarnacion, who's been on here before and has been on How Are You Now? Uh, we are we are always sympathetic ears to our our service siblings. So uh, you can you can find us at, at Kiss Tulu on uh, on on the on the Tweeties here. Uh, you can come to at Disputed Pride as well. But so but anyway, um, thinking of my 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 brothers, sisters, and others uh, in in service. All right. You have any, uh, you have any folks been in the service there, Damon? Um, not in my generation of family, but like my dad, like that line, Hmm. like a bunch of my cousins, uncles, uh, my father, uh, my grandfather, my, I, uh, Thank granddad fought in the Korean War. I've got an uncle uh, that retired uh, probably 10, 15 years ago. So I've got a lot of family that's been in the military. Right on. I, I mean, yeah. I, and I know a lot of us, uh, myself, <laughs> well, I will speak for myself. I was poor <laughs> and uh, I wanted to go to college. Uh, and so that's why I signed up. Um, initially I was like, yeah, it's military. They're cool. They got stuff and maybe I can go to college and, uh, ended up going to war while I was in, but, uh, I hadn't expected it had been, you know, quiet for a bit. Uh, so I was, you know, but I, I, I came out unscathed. Fortunately, I was in the, uh, the first Gulf war, um, and artillery, which explains why I don't hear so well anymore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, it was an experience. It was, uh. I don't, I don't, it's not something for everybody. I'm, I'm, I can't even say it was for me, but it was, it was an experience. So, uh, what do you say, Damon? What do we, uh, tell folks who we are? Alrighty. What's up, blurds and nerds? I'm Damon, father of two, husband of one, and I am the sensei of seven syllable silliness. You may know me from such podcasts as Demond does and in the stack, the library podcast. And I am the Stan Laurel of the Disputed Podcast. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you, Demond, and welcome, adjudicators. I'm Dean. I am the Oliver Hardy of the show, the, and I am 
bigger and rounder. Uh, you can find me <laughs> on so many podcasts. I've lost count. Uh, however, you can head over right over to podsgear.com and check them all out. I've been on them. Uh, there's some other ones that aren't, aren't even on there that I've been on. Uh, uh, in fact, we just did a big uh, table read with how on how are you now with the so folk, with the folks over at uh, Produce Stand as well as uh, I think there's a, a Brian who will be ha- bringing here in a bit. He's uh, he's got his podcast, so yeah, it's a big family of uh, of degenerates over there. So yes. Uh, but yeah, if if you get a chance, go out to uh, go out check out the, our last table read. We did the uh, Letterkenny season two, episode three, relationships table read live, and it was a lot of fun. And there was so much. I mean, the episode. If you look at the Hulu episode, <laughs> it's twenty two minutes long. Uh, it took us about an hour and ten minutes to complete the whole thing. <laughs> so that's uh, that was how much fun we had. So. Uh, they're a blast. Uh, we just have a good time. So I, uh, I do highly recommend y'all come out and, uh, watch. So you go to youtube.com slash how are you now pod and check them out on there. Um, as well as our, our other stuff on how are you now? But, uh, and in any way, um, man, these things are flying by so quickly. I can barely catch my breath anymore. Um, our, our last episode was a nail biter featuring, uh, Beatrix kiddo from the kill bill franchise going up against, Amos Burton from The Expanse, and I had no idea what to expect with on on this one. And I just, uh, I'm there's there's such a love for both of these characters out there on all sides. I mean, so I mean, if you if you love Beatrix, you could easily love uh, Amos, and vice versa. They're both awesome badass characters. Um, so yeah, I just had to sit back and wait, and, uh, and like much of the races in these midterms, it went back and forth a lot. Um, now this wasn't the best turnout of the polls. They, there were only 20, but the entire course of voting was so zigzag, uh, and even the entire way can't imagine the results would be drastically different had there been 50 or a hundred people voting, but scrappy and tenacious as she may be Beatrix kiddo just could not hold out. She left Amos with the dub and the final score of Beatrix, 45%, Amos, 55%. Thoughts to mind? I am not surprised it was that close. Um, yeah, because I mean, it, it, there could have been a recency bias with Amos, but it doesn't look like there really was one. So, I mean, it just shows the longevity of Beatrix Kill. Oh, yeah. so, you know what I mean? So, it was, so it was, it was good. I mean, and it was expected to be, uh, it should have been tight because it was the final of the Elite Eight. Yeah. Matches. Yeah. So, you know, now we're into the final four. So Amos will fight um Cato, right? Yeah. Next time? Yeah. yeah. So um it yeah. So it's so of course it's gonna be uh nip and tuck and tooth and nail and fought fought to the end yeah. and it was close as it should have been. Yeah. I mean and these yeah, these these final four here that we're doing now, I mean, these are these are the best of the best of the best. With honors, sir. <laughs> so it's uh, it, this is just going to be. It's there is. Don't don't look away because you're going to miss something. So, <laughs> am I right or am I right? Uh, on the nose. <laughs> and think about think about who's got who's been beaten. You got Wayne from Letterkenny, mm-hmm. uh, John Wick. You, I mean, just uh, Jason Bourne, like yeah. Those are the pe- those are the people who couldn't get here. 
So yeah. we are really into top tier. Uh, we're into the A tier fighters now. There are no scrubs in the final four. No. <laughs> scrubs. Oh, man. So we got a dispute this evening, my friend. What do you say we get into it? Surely. This evening, we bring to you two tactical tacticians to tantalize your taste for brutality. One brings his skills from his homeland to the new shores to find his family. The other has owned his skills and bad. The other has owned his skills and body over years of policing special operations soldiers in the army. Who are these two bastions of barbarism? You ask. Only two of the fiercest foes ever to furnish a fatality. Assam from Warrior versus. Jack Reacher. Everything is disputed. Can you feel it? Can you Ooh, feel you it? Feel it yeah. Dream risen to the yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know what to think about this one. I mean, I, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got a little bit of bias there. Uh, I, I do run. Well, I did. I, I don't know. If We'll see about it. I have a Jack Reacher podcast. I'll just say it, put it that way. Uh, so, okay. so I, I am a bit of a fan. Uh, but read a number of the books. Um, however, I have seen all of Warrior, uh, and I know they're they're working on filming season three now. Uh, it's an amazing show, uh, created uh, fr- from the mind of Bruce Lee. So, it's just wow. I just, I, I, uh, I, I'm, it's these two very storied from the, from the get go. Right. So I don't even, don't even know what to think. I mean, I, I, like I said, I do have my favorites, uh, <laughs> and, um, but you know, I could be swayed. I'll definitely say that I have been swayed before. I have thought one way going in and you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have a different outlook. So if I can be swayed, I will be swayed. So, um, let's, uh, this is why we have advocates. That's, that's exactly why we have advocates and we have other adjudicators out there to all vote. Um, so let's get into our advocates for this evening. Returning from his last victory against Jason Bourne. Our next guest is no stranger to debating here on disputed hailing from Nar- Charlotte, North Carolina, where he currently hosts Strangeful Things and Castle Rock Historical Society podcast. This challenger has at one time been a gravedigger. There are no pseudonyms for this advocate, so let me introduce you to our resident linguist, linguistic luchador, and master in the mask, Acadia Einstein. I, uh, I, I want you to introduce me when I walk into rooms. <laughs> For like Zoom calls, <laughs> you know. I, I think you know. I think everybody deserves to be pumped up when when I mean, you know, get your get your pumped up and get you going and like you know, it kind of makes you excited for what's about to happen, right? If you if I walked into a Zoom call after hearing that, <laughs> I would say, "Can you all see my screen?" <laughs> With such authority. <laughs> 
Oh man. So Katie, how are you? Uh, I, I, I think I, I'm assuming you're uh, advocating for the same person this evening. Any, oh, any new, think uh, of what he'd do to me if I did <laughs> any, uh, any new, uh, jabs you're, you're going to be handing out this evening, something, any, anything up your sleeve that we hadn't heard, heard yet. I mean, if I didn't bring something new, you could just show the old show. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. I mean, I, I, you know, I can, I can definitely say every time that you're, you're with us, it's always something new. It's something fun. And we enjoy having you every time. And you, you've been excellent. I, I, have you lost anything yet? <laughs> so, I, you know, and that's, it's, and it's not just the characters that, uh, that, that help the votes. It's the, the advocates. I mean, these guys, uh, folks, these guys bring it every time they're on the show. So uh, it's, yeah, it's just, uh, I appreciate it. And I appreciate the fact that you even gave me the chance to do it in the first place because I just dug it from the beginning. Had no <laughs> idea who Reacher was. <laughs> wow. Not an idea. And I watched the show and I was like, boy, he's big and muscly. <laughs> and now look at us. And broad shouldered. Final- <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Shoulders. All right, my friend. Let's, uh, what do we, uh, Demond, you ready to be your introduction here? Yes, I am. All right. Coming in with the 15th scene, representing Cinderfella and hang, hailing from Pittsburgh, PA. He likes to compose weird songs in the bathroom. He's an author, Kenpo Black Belt, and the 2021 DDP Yoga Positively Unstoppable Challenge Champion. He's got hands so fast, he could take out Butterbean. Give it up for Brian Are you not entertained? Are you not muscular? Good look, good lord. You should see the video on this, man. <laughs> Brian's got pipes, dude. He's wow. What do you call it when a flex is the flex? (laughs) The flex flex is the flex. Is that the reflex? (laughs) Or reflux, as the case may be. He's got an arm over here. (laughs) Mr. Frick Peaks. I have every muscle you have. (laughs) I assume. (laughs) He said, I assume. You know uh, what? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. And they're yours, and that's important. <laughs> Absolutely. Take care of it. Yes, take so, care of Brian, what you have. Yes, I, that's, yeah, for sure. Sorry, uh, Brian. Tell us who you're advocating for this evening and why. Tonight, I am advocating for the man, the myth, the legend, the ass kicker of ass kickers. The man that can whoop your ass no matter what time period you're from. A song. I mean, the man is probably one of the most complete fighters. All right, Sarah. Period. Like, there's weight class, it don't matter. He just gets the job done because the man has a tenacity that your mama wishes she had when she was whooping your ass when you were out of line. <laughs> The man just gets it done. He doesn't just get done. He gets it <laughs> done. 
Yeah. And that's a all his vowels. Oh. <laughs> he he enunciates. He hits the vowels, the subjects, the predicates. He just he hits everything that moves. But how okay? how are his shoulders? Oh, his shoulders are pretty <laughs> badass. I mean, they're they're not Brian Tan. <laughs> you know what? Assam hits everything so hard. He comes to my house and the fish stops swimming. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On that note, uh, you want to talk about you want to talk about the rules? Uh, you uh, I, uh, do I want to? Sure. Why not? Let's do that. <laughs> so, the rules, my friends, are as follows: debate timing is uh, each advocate gets five minutes of an opening statement, followed directly by their opponent's rebuttal for two minutes. Um, after opening statements and rebuttals are completed, uh, each host, Demond and I, will ask a question of each, uh, each advocate, which they will have two minutes to respond. If you happen to be out there watching and want to ask a question, you may feel free to do so and we'll, uh, get it on the screen for them to answer. Uh, once all questions are answered, we will go into closing arguments, uh, starting with advocate two, getting a two minute closing argument and then advocate one closing out with their two minute closing argument. Uh, every, uh, th both advocates can bank their time. So if they don't hit the full five minutes at the, uh, at the end of their opening statement, they could bank that for later use. Uh, and moderators, Demond and I can extend time up to another 30 seconds. So. Uh, everybody understand? All right. So, uh, Acadia, you are advocate number one this evening. Let me bring up the timer. And uh, I'm going to get you over here. And let's see how I do this. Yeah, there we go. And then I will uh, start. Let's see. I think I will. Uh, the timer. There you go. Well, thanks for having us, Reacher and me. You can't see him because he's super tall, but he's up there casting a shadow on me and the idiot cats that you can't see. And on this whole tournament, everybody who faces him has to figure out how to sweep the right words into an argument pile and then try to make that pile big enough that Reacher can't get through it. He can. He always can. And even if he couldn't, he could see over it. And even if he couldn't see over it, he would have already snuck around it and gotten behind his opponent and leveled them before they could even write the last line of their opener, then sit back and smile and nod like Doobie Hauser did every guy. <laughs> and that's the thing. How many times can we go over it? How many ways can we say that Jack Reacher is bigger, stronger, and mightier than everyone else in this tournament? Because he just is. I'm sorry. Here we are again. And this time we're facing the baddest man in 1870s Chinatown, San Francisco, Asan. And do not think for one minute that I am sleeping on this man. I am not. He is formidable. His show was murdered, but it came back from the dead. That's a power. <laughs> I had a whole thing about how we should all band together and throw David Laslav in a fucking river. But now I'm not doing it because he brought the show back. <laughs> Terrible research advice. <laughs> See, sure, he was on a show that was on Cinemax, which I thought only had scrambly tit movies, but it was a good show. And I want Assam to stay in Chinatown. I want him to keep fighting other opium tongs and random Irishmen. I want him to say, cross the salt and all the other neat shit that he did because 
since I'm loyal to Reacher and I want him to win, I watched enough of the show, like I said, to get the gist of it. And I recognize how cool he is. And he's tough. And he's smarmy, which I like even more. Remember that time he said a wisecrack and then the guys got mad and then he beat them all up? Gold. <laughs> and that's where I want him to stay. I like him there. Because if he's there, the only thing I have to worry about is kind of pretty far-fetched. If he had 10 years, he would definitely be the boss of all the opium. And he would have been able to branch out from San Francisco. And if he branched out, he may have gotten as far as Hill Valley. And if he gets to Hill Valley in 1885, he might run across Doc Brown and would have, on principle, kicked Biff Spacey instantly, just in case he'd been thinking about moving into opium instead of just basic menacing. And then with that out of the way, he could have gotten all the train stuff done at a leisurely pace and given Mary Steenburgen a chance to realize that she got mixed up in time travel before and almost got murdered by Jack the Ripper. Look it up. And stay where she is. She's a goddess. Time after time. But for real, I'd do anything to keep Assam from coming to the future where you could potentially cross paths with my man. My man with the clothes he bought just that morning at CVS. Pickings were slim, so he only had seven bandanas, a pair of compression socks, and a CPAP mask for his dick. Not his best day, but still, Assam doesn't want any of that. Nobody wants it. I prefer Ansam to find Jack the Ripper than Jack the Reacher. I don't want the fight to happen. It's going to be bad. And here's why. Let's put in Bruce Lee. We'll take out the actor that played Ansam. We'll put in Bruce Lee. He's three inches shorter and 30 pounds lighter than Ansam. So to kick the fear, we'll take out Reacher and put in Muhammad Ali. A little shorter and lighter, so good fight. Here's what the actual Bruce Lee said about fighting Ali from the book, The Making of Enter the Dragon. Bruce's right hand followed Ali's right hand. Ali's left foot followed Bruce's left foot. Bruce was fighting in Ali's shoes. Everybody says I must fight Ali someday, Bruce said. I'm studying every move he makes. I'm getting to know how he thinks and moves. But Bruce knew he could never win a fight against Ali. Look at my hand, he said. That's a little Chinese hand. He'd kill me. So I'm not speaking for me. I'm not speaking for Reacher. I am letting Bruce Lee, who nobody in this tournament would step to, do my advocating for me. It just won't work. If it wouldn't work with Bruce Lee, even though Reacher is no Muhammad Ali, it certainly isn't going to work with Hassan. He's good, but he's not that good. Well, that was uh, that was uh, a, that was an opening statement, <laughs> Brian, my friend. If you are ready, let me uh, bring up the two minutes, and we'll have you. There, are we going? There. Why am I not going? Let's go. I did figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Sort yourself out there. I'm trying. Stop I'm... rigging the election. <laughs> yes! There we go. So, here's the thing. Bruce did say that. But we ain't talking about Bruce. We talking about Assam. Assam is based off of Bruce. Is based on. And what do writers, which I am, do when we base our characters off of ourselves? 
We eliminate our weaknesses within the character. We see the character as we wish to be. Assam has gone up against bigger. He's gone up against multiples. He's gone up against different styles. Matter of fact, nine times out of ten, he's always the smallest dog in the fight. But that's okay. Because the fight in the dog is always bigger than everyone else. Matter of fact, that fight's bigger than a dog. That damn fight within Assam is a damn dire wolf. Okay? That dire wolf is so badass that the freaking um, saber-toothed tiger woke up after thinking about swinging on that dire wolf and said, you know what, dog? I was out of line. I was way out of line. <laughs> and you know what? I get it. I understand because if Assam did go into the 1800s Hill Valley, he'd have been not only running things, but I'm pretty sure he'd have figured out a way to make his opium work within the freaking time machine that they wouldn't have had to get with all the hijinks of the damn train. And Buford Magdog Tannen would have got hit so hard that Biff would have had more brain damage than he already had in the first place after getting his <laughs> ass whooped by another sub-55 five five guy by the name of Martin Aloysius McFly. <laughs> <laughs> but the bottom line is if Hassan did go up against Ali in his prime, It'd be another badass fight. Besides, we all know that Bruce was a humble man as well. <laughs> all right. I don't know why that. Okay. Your timer oh, just hates It's me. being weird. Yeah, stop it, screwing it, man. This is the best one that we. All uh, right. Give him all his time. I, I, I'm going back. Hang on. Get back there. You bossing people stop. around. Yeah, bring me some schnapps. I peed in your pool. Um, all right, there you go. Five minutes. So what can I say that I haven't already said about this man? Bottom line is, number one, Assam gets the job done. All right. He's, he can fight smooth. Okay. You're not going to hit Assam unless you, he lets you hit him. All right. But then there's a lot of the time where he's going to take your best just to get in your head to let you know. You've got nothing for him. He's gone up against the best his time period has had to offer. And I know a lot of people will sit there and say, because last person I went head to head against with the song tried to say, oh, well, the time period's different, blah, blah, blah. Look, cats were just built differently. Even 50 years ago, okay? People that we look at nowadays and go, that's just that guy. There were a ton of them back then. So to be that guy back then, you had to have something more within you to set yourself apart. People nowadays think that folks got some dog in them. Yeah, you got a chihuahua compared to some of the, our predecessors, okay? Because the bottom line is, Hassan and the folks that he's fighting with, they have one thing that a lot of folks miss. The fact that they are fighting for survival. We're not fighting for survival in the 21st century. What are we fighting over? We're sitting here throwing like hissy fits over Twitter about dumb stuff. Okay. The people that are fighting for their lives, not saying that Jack Reacher ain't fight for his life because he was involved in a lot of stuff that he had to fight for his life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Would not take it away from Jack Reacher at all. He's a badass. But Assam is that guy that he is going to survive no matter what. And even though his sister had to 
Right. His sister getting some nefariousness going in, and her man dealt with Assam. Yes, he did. But he got back up and was bigger and meaner and stronger than ever. Okay? And I'm sorry, he walked into an Irish bar, into a pub, and took out the baddest dude they had. After fighting a bunch of these Marmadukes all day in Chinatown when they won the wild and out because so he spent all day taking out moots, then walked into their house and took out the biggest, baddest man in the yard. Come on. Really? And let's take a look at that. Man, Dylan has it. That man had at least four to six inches in height and well over 150 pounds. More like, maybe I'm exaggerating, more like 100. If Assam is walking around at about 130, 150, man, D is walking around at at least 6'5", 250. 6'2", sorry, 6'2", 250. Come on, that is a battle that on paper Assam loses, but he didn't. Why? Just because it's in the script. Because he's just that guy. Him and J- Jack Reacher and Big D, both big guys, big, broad-shouldered, badass guys. Main difference, yeah, Reacher has training under his belt. Absolutely. A lot of training under his belt. So does Assam. And a lot of Reacher's training is based off of what Assam has already mastered. Because martial arts lineage is traced back to the Shaolin Temples. Bottom line is, coming across the salt, you do what you got to do to survive. That's what a song does. And I'm banking my time. All right, banking fitting. Uh, I swear your timer dislikes me. My timer is, well, OBS just updated. Um, so it's now, it's decided that it, uh, it it's now, it, it's flipped my timer around so when i see it through Streamyard, it's uh, it's it's inverted so i have to uh, <laughs> it's, yeah wow. it's yeah i don't know what the hell it's doing so something with the new obs, OBS update fucked it up we know that so. you're streaming would you like us to ruin it <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, see, the one thing i one thing i hate about Streamyard though is that i'm always i keep seeing my hockey tooth and it's supposed to be hidden on this side, but instead it's like prominent on this side. That's really annoying. Hockey tooth. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Um, now let's go ahead and bring up Acadia here. And let's see if I can start the two-minute timer. Boom. I was trying to figure out where to start. A lot, a lot of good points. But our point says the people that write heroes don't usually write them to lose. I mean, in Clint Eastwood, Spaghetti Westerns, they do, but he only loses in the middle, and then he comes back and wins. So, yeah, Assam beat up everybody in his time. I mean, I wouldn't go too hard on the Irish, because I am Irish. We're not tough. We're drunk, and we had to spend all our time making out in phone booths and shit because we couldn't go home because we all lived with our mothers. And... We have the quiet man. That was a good fight. But other than that, nah, not so much. 
Now, Assam, I don't want to say he's soft, but compared to Reacher, I mean, he has a house and he has like, he's in the same zip code every day. And I wanted to think about what you, what you touched on as far as the time that they're in, because I was trying to think of, so if Assam came to the future, it was a contemporary of Reacher. He would have had a bunch of things distracting him and he wouldn't have been able to focus all his time on learning his martial arts because he would have had in Twitter. And if, if Reacher went back in time, he would not have had the military training that he had, but he'd still be as big as he was because it wasn't, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have to invent a gym and like lift cows and stuff because he's just like that. And he could have studied the same stuff Assam did. So I'm not taking anything away from Assam. If I had my way, if if this show wasn't so fucking mean, I would just have Assam get Reacher hooked on opium and they could be friends and have adventures. <laughs> that would be an interesting show. I'd uh, watch the shit out of that. I would watch the hell out of that. <laughs> that would be, okay. so that's like the Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <laughs> a better version of Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Eclipse. <laughs> yeah. Not not to be confused with that awful Twilight. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Um, let's uh let me kind of we're gonna do some have some QA for a bit here. Um uh so Demond, would uh, you have a question that you would like to ask our friend Acadia? Um, what is the, every, uh, the, the speed advantage goes to Assam, the strength advantage goes to Reacher. What is that, uh, what's that, what's the, and it's going to be a game of inches basically. So what is the one thing that Reacher, uh, has that will that will put him over the top because this is going to be close. Great question. I I studied. You're supposed to go. Great question when somebody asks a question. So <laughs> <laughs> let me put it to you this way. Yes, Sam is fast. If they took those cool little hatchets they had, and you had Assam and Reacher next to each other, and each one of them had to have one of those little hatchets buried in their shoulder would your vote on who would win change because i'm pretty sure that reacher would be better at taking hatchets which means is he going to take a back punch yes by the way i watched a lot of videos of martial arts well youtube martial artists i don't know they could have been clowns but they analyzed the fights in the warrior and they said Everything was like technically on point to the to the degree that when they choreographed the fights, Assam fought in an Eastern style and they made sure that the Americans fought like Americans. Like he's like in martial arts, you never see anybody throw a hook. Like it was really, really smart. He's a really, really good fighter. So I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just saying that he could hit Reacher. Would you want to get hit 10 times? by Assam or have Reacher 
pound you on the top of the head like you were a circus tent stake once. <clears throat> I think that's the difference. I think it's it's just it's it's force, it's physics. It's there's there's no way there's no way to make I mean maybe if you fought on the moon, I guess that would that would help. And that's sounds like the police. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting on the moon. Uh so I, I guess that's the, the, the thing that's gonna change it. Because skill-wise, I'm not I'm I'm not gonna say a single bad thing about this. I'm just saying that it's not you could be the best architect in the world. It doesn't mean that you could take apart the Empire State Building. I'll let you finish that idea if you have. I mean, it's he's technical. He knows what he's doing. If he had a special move where he could kick a screwdriver up in the air and then back kick it right into somebody's eye, then I'd be like, well, that's dangerous. But he doesn't have that. He's just punching and kicking. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's write a guy that does that. You, we'll make put an eye on kid. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, Brian, you want to respond to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Speaking as a martial artist and someone who's been in fights, it's way worse to get hit with combinations because those combinations get each punch hurts more than the last one. And when someone with that speed, Reacher goes for that one killing blow, martial artists thrive on that. We thrive on someone throwing that one hard super blow because A, we dodge it, you lose a little bit of stamina. And the hardest punch usually comes at the very beginning because you put everything into it. Anyone that's been in a fight and knows anything about fighting knows that. So going for that one huge knockout shot right away, the big hammer blow, Assam ain't going to be there. And then he's going to land those combinations. And what makes the combination so deadly is that the, that the first strike leads into the second strike, which is leading you into the fifth strike, which is going to be devastating. And as far as the hatchet to the shoulder comment, I don't care how big and tough you are. Hatchet in the shoulder is going to slow your ass down a couple of pegs. <laughs> I don't care how big you are, unless you're Luke Cage. <laughs> hatchet to the shoulder don't mean, is going to mean something very, very serious. So as great as power is, and we saw a lot of power, I saw him having to deal with people that are far stronger than him. The best way to counter power is don't be there. And he is a master at that. He is a master at luring you in. That is what he does. Matter of fact, Assam is actually built to be victorious against a guy like Reacher for the same reason that Daniel Bryan is built to be victorious over guys like Bautista. Because you think the size is going to get it done, but technique always wins. Always. All right, then. So, Brian, here's my question. <clears throat> yes. Dylan Leary, 6'2", a buck 80. I thought he was heavier than 180. No, it's just because he's put up, when you put him up size <laughs> next to uh, a... <laughs> oh, he looks way bigger. Yeah. Okay. Now, Jack Reach. Not, not to mention the fact that he's got those Popeye-like forms. He does. He does. And so does Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher is 6'5", 250 yes. pounds, trained yeah. by the military to police 
special forces people. Um, yes. And so he has a lot of, he's a he is, he's a he, has a, he has a lot of martial arts training. He's also been described having the brain of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, so he's big and he's very smart and he's got huge amount of deductive reasoning about what's going on. Yes. So I, I, I think that, and I've, and you've seen Reacher take on multiple, very skilled opponents, mm-hmm. how uh, using his style, which is uh, for the most part, uh, South American, it's, uh, uh, in Brazilian and some of the jujitsu, uh, if you look at the, at, at his, at the information, he, he can grapple he, and he doesn't, he doesn't like to use his hands. He likes to not break his hands. So that's why he's always using his forehead, his elbows. So he gets in close. Uh, yes. how, how does, how, how does Assam stay? Cause that, essentially he has to stay away from Reacher. Basically what Assam is going to basically do a lot of what Muhammad Ali did. And a lot of the, uh, he's basically going to have to go to the school of Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, and, um, even at points in time, Roy Jones Jr. He's going to have to fight smart. He's going to have to fight methodical. He's going to have to make Reacher miss. And here's the thing. I don't care how intelligent you are. When you're, number one, everyone got to play until they get hit. Mike Tyson. And it's true. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how many fights you've been in. Okay? When you get hit, things change. All right. And when you are trying to when you are trying to fight your fight and your opponent will not allow you. And you have to change. It does something. We have seen it multiple times in history, not just film. But if you even look at, say, um, Rashad Evans versus Quentin Rampage Jackson during the, um, the, the tough enough finale, Rampage tried to get Rashad Evans to fight his fight. He couldn't get it to happen. What happened? He lost composure. He lost focus. All right. Keep looking at it. It happens. That is why they say that the psychological game is so much more important than the physical when it comes to combat. With that being said, Assam is a master at luring you in. You start, yeah, he might, Reacher might not want to throw punches. He's going to try to throw elbows. He's going to try to throw headbutts. And what's Assam going to do? He's going to lure him in. That's what he does. And when Reacher tries to go in and start grappling, we've seen people try to do that to Assam to anyway. And he revels in it because now you have come into his space. And Assam hits quick. And then he gets out. So, yeah, he's going to have to stay away from Reacher. And I think what he's gonna, what's going to end up happening is that he's going to suck Reacher in and he's going to lay it on him. I'll give you more 50. If, uh, I, okay. I, I, I'm then, adding your 50 then, seconds on. <laughs> all right. Not to mention the fact that if Reacher, you know, Reacher is probably with the, with the, uh, with the grappling aspect that he's going to have. I would probably think that Reacher isn't, he's not going to do any shooting no. because of the fact that it's going to suck for your knees on concrete doing something like that. So he's going to have to come in and try to grapple chest on chest, arms on his chest, which Assam has shown that he is way more than capable of getting out of. And if Reacher gets his arms around him, Assam is going to be throwing those elbows, and he's not just going to be throwing elbows and headbutts to the center of the forehead. He's going to be going 
for the temples. He's going to be striking the ears. He's going to be hitting all of Reacher's pressure points. Honestly, Reacher is just going to be walking into death's door with flowers. All right. Akadia, you have a response to that? I mean, I think the way you're picturing Reacher grabbing onto Assam is not the way it would actually happen because picture Assam as a really fast, really talented garbage can on the side of the road and Reacher as the big claw from the truck. He's not just going to grab a little piece of it. He's going to grab his arms. He's going to grab his chest. He's going to grab all of him. And Assam's not going to be able to headbutt anything because he's going to be right about here. He's only going to be where Reacher puts it. So I understand, like, I guess if I was thinking about it from a, a, how would we decide this? Because we can go back and forth, you know, putting plot armor on and off from a, from a fight standpoint, all we want. If we were just going to roll up the stats and fight, Dex is good. Dex is a great, great stat. Speed is good. But a plus five to damage, which Reacher would have in spades, it's if we assume that the fight is going to happen in a place where they're both going to be able to do what they want. You could look at it from the two with Rocky Fight Club 11. The first time, he just got pummeled. Second time, he got fast. So the way you're describing it, it's all the second fight. And I understand that completely. But the fact of the matter is, is that there would be at least a minute of first fight in the battle between Assam and Reacher. And that's all Reacher needs. Because once he has you, you're half. <laughs> so 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 I it sounds to me what Acadia is saying, he's picturing the first fight being actually more uh Creed versus uh Ivan Drago. <laughs> no, no, see, but here's the thing. I would he's, he's talking about Assam getting grabbed, and number one, Assam ain't gonna be throwing no headbutts at Reacher. Thing is, if Reacher's gonna go in and try to get a clinch, he's gotta come down to Assam. Not Assam going up to him. The worst thing Reacher could do, and no martial art, like no martial artist or grappler in their soul, unless they're gonna try to go for a slam, which is not smart to do a lot of the time. You're not going to pick him up. And the thing is, Reacher, to try to just sit there and overpower him and just come from up top to grab him, that could be the worst thing that he does because it's way more dangerous to go down deep than it is to come up. And it's like, I, I, I guess you thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um. Very good. I, I know we've got a couple of people watching right now. If you have questions and you'd like to put them in the comments, we'll, we'll get them on there. Um, yeah, I, cause I, I picture, cause I saw him flies. Yeah. I mean, he can jump and he, and I, so, uh, things that I picture in a fight like this is 
Jack's not slow, but he doesn't have, he can, he can grab. If you're flying at him, he'll grab you. Um, that's, I mean, I do picture that. I, I do, I do also picture Assam landing those tough blows like he has on Larry because he's granted Reacher's not as fast as Assam. He's, he's definitely, I think, I mean, you put Larry versus Reacher, Larry's dead. Um, Larry is going to be <laughs> five times. <laughs> so, I uh, I think Assam had a tougher time with Larry than he would have uh, with Lee than how how it would be with Reacher. Uh, I mean, so he so he Assam had a tough time with Larry as it was. Reacher is def- he'd been fighting because he'd been fighting all day too. Yeah, I mean, well, the, here here's the thing: is that Assam is not going to start throwing himself at Reacher from the word go. He's going to let Reacher come to him because, I mean, Dean, you and I are bigger guys. You're, you're bigger than I am. When, mm. you're, when you're getting ready to go into it, you're, you're kind of coming in aggressive. When you're a bigger person and you think that you have size and strength on someone, it is natural for you to come in as the aggressor. Yeah. So he's got, so Assam is going to have Reacher come to him. And what a lot of smaller fighters do when they're going up against someone bigger is you let them wear themselves out. Reacher's going to be trying to go for the grabs. He's going to be throwing his elbows. He's going to be throwing his knees. Assam's more likely than not, he is going to be, he's going to be playing the defensive game first. Mm. And when he feels that those strikes are coming a little bit slower, that's when he's going to attack. And when Reacher's second win comes in and that adrenaline starts to surge, he's going to start fighting defensive again. He's basically going to make Reacher gas himself out. Rope a dope. That's the that's the way I see. It. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. I, I and I don't disagree with either side. I think both of these fighters are amazing, uh, and it's it's it. I, I it's a fight that I would actually love to see. <laughs> I mean, you put them in a ring somehow and get them to fight. That I think it would be a brilliant fight. Um, so you put that on pay per view, man. I'm getting. I, I, you know, I'd like to see that the Ultimate Warrior stuff rolled up to you know to actually do that um demand you have any other questions before we get I into don't. our our, uh, our I, uh, final two yeah go ahead i do not all right let me uh, uh let me... i have to say too that i love alan on richson i think that when he was on smallville he was always like the best part of smallville when he's on titans he's among the best part of titans He's cool. He is amazing at the role. Definitely. So, Brian, if you're ready for your closing argument, I will start the two-minute timer. Go for it. So, the Alan, the Alan Rickman version of this long-standing character Richson. is probably it's not Snape. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my glass. <laughs> he he's my favorite. He's my favorite iteration of the character, hands down. He truly is. He's big. He's strong. He's very knowledgeable. But Assam, as I've already stated multiple times already, he's going to lure Reacher in. And it is way more important. You ask any martial artist worth their salt. It is always said that the technique is better than power. Technique is better than strength. Matter of fact, my haunchy tells me every time I'm in the dojo, use the technique not your muscle. 
because the bottom line is Reacher is going to try to go after Assam and he's going to try to get the, make the fight his. And he's going to gas himself. He's going to gas himself royally. Assam is quicker. He's more agile. He knows where and how to strike. And if Reacher were to go back to Assam's time, Reacher would not have martial arts experience because martial arts was still mystical and magic. <laughs> so Reacher would not have, he would just be another big guy that could fight. And he would be yet another big guy that comes up to Assam and is beat. Not to mention the fact that as much as Jack Reacher likes throwing that headbutt, He's going to throw it in the wrong way, and he's going to have a couple of, um, he's going to be a couple of Cheetos short of a full bag. <laughs> so, and the bottom line is, Assam is going to know what he's going to be trying to do. And Assam is going to have an answer for him. Period. Point blank. All right. Let's uh, bring up Katie over here. Your final two minutes, and go for it. Okay, we may have uncovered it un unintentionally, a conspiracy where martial arts teachers tell everybody that technique more is more important than size because they can't make people bigger, but they can keep charging them for martial arts lessons. So we ought to dig into that. <laughs> now, oh, I take that person. As far as the, as wow, <laughs> I take that very. Personal. I'm just, I'm just asking questions. So, wow. The one thing about this entire debate, and I understand it, and, and again, Brian, this has been amazing. But in every instance, you had to say what Reacher was going to do. And in an actual fight, Reacher's going to do what Reacher's going to do. The, the implication, which is every time somebody talks about Reacher, he's big, he must be an orc. They just take the whole, he's smart part aside. Well, it doesn't matter how he deduced how he got there. Look at the Robert Downey Sherlock Holmes movie. Now picture a guy that's six foot five, 250 pounds, thinking about slow motion punches flying all around, hitting your boy. The fact is, is that if they're going to fight, they're going to hit each other. If you're going to tell me, Assam's going to run around until Reacher clubber langs himself and then barbs in the middle of the ring and falls over, I will tell you, Assam will win. But if I tell you Reacher is going to get Assam against the wall and then put him through it and then find another wall to put him through, I'm not wrong because 40 punches to his biceps are not going to stop him from doing that. So I guess overall, I'm thinking of it from the standpoint of if they're both allowed to do exactly what they want to do, the outcome would be like we described. But if it was going to be a fight where they just met each other in an alley, I don't see Reacher. All right. Well argued, my friends. I, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to go, but this is gonna be so good. what I can <laughs> tell you is the dispute has ended. And now it is time to settle things, folks. You're going to go out to disputedpod.com slash Assam v. Reacher, and you're going to vote for your victor there because uh, it's going to be on you guys. So uh, make your voice heard. Choose your winner. Come on.
for a recap? Oh, man, this again, this is going to be another, like we, like I t- uh, said at the top of the hour, this is going to be a close one. We've got speed versus, we've got technique versus strength. We've got 1850s uh, versus contemporary. We've got HBO versus Amazon. It's, <laughs> Bezos got it's the money, be, baby. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be wild. I am, I'm, uh, this is, I mean, these keep getting better and better with, and with this, you know, with this tournament format, of course, the, uh, the debates become better and uh, different points being made. And this is another uh, stellar performance, not only uh, of, of these, of the characters, but uh, from the advocates as well. So thank you. Definitely. Definitely. Um, So uh, yeah. Guys, if uh, if you would like, uh, and I'll start with Acadia here. Uh, if you'd like to talk about any of uh, your plugs that you would like to provide, uh, anything that you got going on? Yes, you can find me at Acadia on Twitter. And right now, I am deep in the throes of writing the script for the comedic version of the Donner Party, and I am hoping that all of you will be able to help me by uh, assuming roles of the dumb, dumb, dumb Donner. <laughs> <laughs> the Donner Party of Five. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, and our, our other uh, author, Brian. Yep, I am currently. I have re-released two of my books already. My sci-fi series, um, the John Baker Chronicles, the spinoff to Kendra Souders Permutation Archives. You can get that now in print and ebook format. Be on the lookout because I will also be re-releasing my urban fantasy vampires and werewolves and all of that crazy stuff. I'll be releasing my first two entries into my Darkland series, The Enforcer and The Hunted. Um, the Enforcer has come back to glowing reviews from the art reader. That's going to be going out very soon, coming out very soon, and the hunted will be right behind because the hunted has just gone to the arc reader as well. Um, you can also check me out at the Plotaholics podcast. Go to plotaholicspodcast.com or no, the plotaholics.com. Sorry, always do that. Uh, we are currently, we have just started our November block of shows where we are going to be talking about movies that are dramas where the lead is known for comedy. We just did Rain Over Me with Adam Sandler and um, um, Don Cheadle. Amazing film, amazing film. This coming week, actually, well, next week, we will be reviewing Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind mm. with um, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. So um, make sure you're checking that out as well. You can get the Plotaholics podcast wherever you get your podcasts. or Check us out on our YouTube channel, Plotaholics Podcast. All right. Demond, what you got going on, man? Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Demond does is a bit in hi is a is in hiatus for a minute because I'm trying to regroup. However, I do have 77 episodes. I believe 70 of those, probably seven, it's like it's 72. 72 of those are interviews. So um those are pretty cool. Um, I'm doing in the, I am the producer and co-host of in the stack, the library podcast, which has been going, uh, pretty well. And I have something else up my sleeve, but I want, uh, to have more of them recorded before I say anything. So I'll probably say something next week right or next. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, looks like you've got your hand up there. Uh, Katie. 
Yes. After after um, hearing all Brian's plugs, um, I I wanted to have more stuff, so <laughs> I um, I needed more plugs. <laughs> I don't sound interesting. This is a haiku. Man, you are the luchador to end all luchadors, man. You don't need any more plugs. You're a luchador. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, and let me, uh, some of my plugs, uh, you know, we've got, uh, we've got this here, uh, for which uh, I would like to say that, you know, we've got, uh, if you want to check out any of our things here, disputedpod.com slash links. We've got merch, uh, which is disputedpod.com slash merch. Uh, and then we are part of the PodSecure network, which is podsecure.com. Um, so, uh, and right now I am uh, working on getting my voice acting stuff set up. Uh, I don't have anything set up at the moment uh, uh, to go to, but um, you've heard me over a couple of years, so you know what my voice. So if you're looking for somebody to do voice acting stuff for you, whether it's promo, whatever, hit me up. Uh, I, I got gear and I can make that happen. Um, so, um, demand, what do you say? We talk about what's going on next time. You got it. Well, sometime in a couple, sometime, uh, after uh, Thanksgiving, uh, we, I don't think we've set a day for that yet. Not yet. I don't um, think we need to, we need to get that. I think it's going to be either the Friday or the Saturday. We just need to figure out who can do that. Okay. So, but a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of days after Thanksgiving, 7 p.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, hopefully, possibly <laughs> time to be determined. Uh, we're going to have our second battle of the final four as we come back, as we welcome back MCE Amazing and Amy Axelrod as they advocate for Cato from the Green Hornet versus Amos from the Expanse. So until next time, I'm Damon. I'm Dean. And remember, everything, everything is Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We are now asking you to go vote for your champion. We want to thank our advocates for their amazing defense of their champions. And finally, we'd like to thank the musical artists who created the music that helps make our show so great. We've got Hard Fight by Tajirigis, Game Changer by Icolix, Fight Club by Evil Bear Boris, Fight Makes Right by Atake, and This Party Sucks by Done With Fish. They can be found on freemusicarchive.org or on artlist.io. See you next time.